Hey, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Bigger and Better Podcast with your host, Brianna Betty. Um, I'm excited to come to you guys. It is almost August, so that means we are pretty much we're in football season. I mean, this week, um, the rookies and quarterbacks went back earlier this week, and then I know they're having a lot of uh, COVID testing going on this week. So that's what's happening. So we're almost to training camp. So if you've been sleeping or hiding under a rock, then you know that there will be no preseason games uh, this year, and we're going to go straight into it. And, I mean, that's great for people who have veteran quarterbacks, but those who have rookie quarterbacks, it's going to be a struggle, struggle. So speaking of people who have rookie quarterbacks and who may possibly struggle, uh, so Tua cleared his physical and he is cleared to practice. So Tua will be out there. I know there's this big hype about Tua. Look like he was limping, but he definitely was not limping. He has swag, something some of y'all don't know nothing about. So, yeah, so Tua has been clear. I'm excited for Tua to play. The big question remains, should Tua start automatically or should Ryan Fitzpatrick start automatically? And with everything that's happening with COVID, if this was not the COVID season, I would say start Tua right off back. But why don't we just let Ryan Fitzpatrick go out there just to see how things are going because you know Tua's not going to have – I mean, he didn't get to have the off season. He didn't get to – have like a real legitimate pre there's no preseason games you're just going to be thrown out there and the first game counts like that's kind of wild and I don't feel like we should put that much pressure on him especially since he's coming off an injury and this will be his first time even playing football off an injury so granted I think he is fine he's not hurt but don't throw him out there to the wolves off bat I don't think that's right but everybody says yeah it's better for him to go ahead and get live reps yeah, he could get live reps, but let him come in like week three, week four, week five, something kind of like what Lamar Jackson did, or you know, let him come in halfway through the season or something like that. Let us let him just see how things are going. And with the way that COVID is going, it's no way we will know that if we're even going to make it through the whole season, or or if we're going to even make it to next week. Every fucking week is different, so this is just a totally different experience. So I pretty much think everything that people were saying beforehand, all that goes out the window because nobody even knows how the next day is going to be. I mean, I guess that's how life is anyway. You don't know how the next day is going to be. But, yeah, so Tua cleared. And then Joe Burrow, I mean, when I say we got to feel bad for the rookies who are out here without a preseason without off season with just like a little bit of training camp just out here going to be thrown to the wolves we have to feel bad for Joe Burrow I mean he is going to have a wide receiver he's still going to have AJ Green but at the same time is he even going to know the playbook they said that he's been studying the playbook but I just I don't know we're putting we're putting a lot of pressure on our incoming rookies which I guess we're really going to see who is going to be elite and who is not really fast based off of can they handle the pressure. Um, But I think that Joe Burrow, I think he's going to be pretty good. Like I said, I don't have them winning more than eight games, but I have them winning games, and that's big in itself. I mean, (laughs) 
I don't think they've won more than eight games in a while. Not probably lying on that, but who cares? Um, so yeah, so we have all our rookies, all the rookies have been cleared. Like I said, they've been there for about a week. Um, and then as far as just COVID and how unpredictable it is, there's been a whole bunch of players that are opting out. I mean, not a whole bunch when you compare it to how many people are actually in the league. Um, but so far, I think we have about 30 players that have opted out um, between teams. And a lot of them have um, pregnant wives or little small children around or some way that they're not able to quarantine for long periods of time or they have family members that are in not good health. So a lot of people are doing that. I saw that if you do opt out of the season that you get paid $150,000, which is is like, okay, that is still good that at least they're providing you enough money where you can live for the season. But when you're going from making millions, say if you're like making $5 million and now you're going to be making 150000 that is a huge sacrifice. And I believe that we should take our hats off to those people who are doing that because if you can, you're willing to risk that money and kind of, I know they say they're not risking their spot, but you kind of are risking your spot because if you're out of sight, you kind of are out of mind and other people are going to get a chance to be, you know, they're going to get a chance to improve and maybe move up on the depth chart. But a lot of people are opting out. Um, just recently, the Chiefs running back decided that he would opt out um, Damian Williams, and he, most people would say that he might have been the Super Bowl MVP if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes throwing a late touchdown to Tyreek Hill. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's opting out. The good thing about this is that the Chiefs, um, they pretty much already have a good running back who's going to be backing him up, which is uh, Clyde Edwards. Um, he played for LSU. A lot of people have seen him play, of course. They played in championships, so you know who he is. So, I mean, Chiefs have backup, but the main thing that we want to talk about is the Patriots. Six Patriots players so far have opted out of the season, and amongst those are starters. Um, and the most notable one would be Patrick Chung and how he's won three Super Bowls with the Patriots. In the safety position, I mean – that's like your that's like your safety net. Your blank that's like your little blankie. It's like your binky. It's <laughs> like for if we're talking about a kid, but I mean that's a big part of their team. Um and then they lost an old lineman, linebacker. They lost a you know, they lost some defensive players. I mean, a lot of people are now saying that they think that the Patriots are tanking because they want to get Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, there's no way, there's no guarantee that they would be able to tank enough to get Trevor Lawrence. So what would be the point? Unless you just plan on winning no games because let's all be real. We know that there's a team out there that's going to fucking not win a game. There's always a team, <laughs> always a team out there who was only going to win one or two games. And I cannot see Bill Belichick with as much, you know, as much pride as he has and as big of an ego as he has going out there and tanking purposely and only winning two games. I mean, granted, if we only play two games, that's probably his, I mean, 
Other than that, he would never do that. So I don't see why people are saying that they're tanking. If they were really tanking, would they go out and get Cam Newton? No, absolutely not. Why would you get someone that has been to a Super Bowl and who is, well, notified as elite? Why would you get someone like that if you really wanted to tank and then go get Trevor Lawrence? If they were really smart, they would be looking to sign Cam to a longer deal, but I guess they're trying to see if the personalities work out, which I guess that makes sense. You know, you want to kind of see if those two gel together. It's two totally opposite personalities, especially from him and Tom Brady and him and Bel- Belichick, but... You know how the Patriots do. Everybody feels like, you know, they're doing some sneaky shit because they probably are. If they ain't cheating, they ain't trying. I mean, that's that's what they say. <laughs> that is what they say. So, I mean, the Patriots do what they do. Um, also, players that have opted out, let's go ahead to the Packers. I hardly talk about the Packers um, because it's really depressing because the way they beat the Cowboys every fucking time. I just don't even want to have – I have bad memories of the Packers ever playing the Cowboys. I don't remember a time where we played – the. okay, no, there's one time where we played the Packers in, in Green Bay and we beat them like they stole something. That was the only time. Um, so I don't really like to talk about them. But this is a podcast, so I will say that – um, <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers went on a podcast and he was saying that once he saw that the Packers didn't draft a wide receiver or running back or just somebody on offense to help him out, they drafted another quarterback who might not even be playing in the next year or two. He said that he was, he, you know, he was kind of not salty, but he said he had to go get a drink of tequila. And he's saying that pretty much he's pissed off. It pissed him off. And I don't want to see a pissed-off Aaron Rodgers. That's not good for anybody. But I think this year my, um, we don't play the Packers, so that's good. Uh, so, I mean, a pissed-off Aaron Rodgers is going to be very interesting. But the thing is, his Devin Funches is one of his key wide receivers. I mean, Devontae Adams, obviously, is his main wide receiver. But Devin Funches is one of his key wide receivers. And he has opted out of the season as well due to his family. So, not only did he not get the draft pick, he's also losing a wide receiver. So I'm thinking he's pretty salty right now. He's probably really salty and pissed that Green Bay has not put any effort into being a dynamic offense, which I don't really understand. Like, you're Green Bay. Stop. This is the thing. As time goes on, the offenses have changed from just, like, pounding the rock in a running game to actually airing it out. And that's where the game is right now. If you're going to beat Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson or Drew Brees or anybody like that, you are going to have to air it out. And how the fuck are you going to air it out if you have nobody to catch it? No wide receivers. Yes, you have Devontae Adams, and he is very good. Elite uh, route running skills, very nice, perfect. All that's good and dandy. But if they double him, who else does it have to throw to? Nobody. I mean, okay, yes, they did draft. I mean, they drafted a wide receiver, I think. I mean, but like I said, nothing is going to amount to to him getting a wide receiver in the first round. He could have had an elite wide receiver in the first round. 
But that's none of my business because they get what they deserve. The Packers are getting what they deserve. I can't say maybe that's karma. <laughs> maybe it's karma. So the Chiefs losing their running back, and they lost the offensive lineman. Um, but they also have guaranteed that they're going to win seven championships. Um, so they are out there writing checks. They're out there writing checks for sure. Um, they're really feeling themselves. Patrick Mahomes has got paid. He's also taken, um, you know, ownership, a little part of ownership into the Kansas City Royals, into baseball. He's making big moves. You know, they're on their championship swag, which is kind of crazy because they didn't even really get to celebrate their Super Bowl. I feel like people, you know, yeah, Kansas City won their Super Bowl, but unless you're actually a Chiefs fan, which is not that many, it's not that many people talking about how they love the Chiefs. Yes, they love Patrick Mahomes, but do they really love the Chiefs? I mean, what the fuck is there to do in Kansas City anyways? Anyways, I'm not hating. <laughs> I might be hating a little bit. But. Um, okay, so also some other stuff that's going on. Let's talk about the West Coast teams. I know I don't talk about the West Coast teams enough. Uh, so the Raiders, the Rams, and the Chargers, they all have a new stadium. And it, I kind of feel bad for them, y'all, because – their stadium opening up was supposed to be, you know, like this big new, they got primetime games. Everything was supposed to be, you know, plenty of fans, everybody seeing it. And now we're just at the point where are we even going to have fans at all? But in, even if they do, it might be at 20% or 25%, and at the most it'll probably be 50%. So I kind of feel bad for them because they're not going to get the revenue that they really thought they were going to get when they built it, and I hope they're not depending on that money. Cause, um, but the TV, listen, the TV ratings for this season are going to be sky high. Everybody's going to be watching because there's not much else you could do. As far as I know, a lot of places still have all their bars and, like, you know, places that are actually fun at nighttime closed down. So, And a lot of places are closing early. So the TV ratings are going to be through the roof, um, even though everybody won't be able to enjoy the new stadium. But I've seen pictures of their stadium. They all look very nice. The Cowboys open up against the Rams um, in their stadium, so we'll get a close-up of that stadium. Um, Let's see. So another thing I want to talk about is (laughs) something that's near and dear to my heart. So they put out the NFL Top 100, which is voted on by the players, by the players for the players, okay? So you cannot hate on it. So no matter what you say on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, it doesn't make it true because this is what the players felt. So the players felt that Dak Prescott belonged on the NFL Top 100 list. And what number do you guys think he was? Was he in the top 50? Was he in the top 40, 30? I mean, at least one year he was in the top. I think one year he was, like, really up there. I think his rookie year he was up there. But this year he is ranked number 46, which he could have been a much higher, but our team did not succeed, and I think that kind of held him back. But he was ranked number 46, 
And let's see which number what was Carson Wentz ranked because that's like who you guys always compare him to and you guys say that Carson Wentz is much better than Dak and everybody believes it and nobody would choose Dak over Carson Wentz. And I'm looking I'm looking it up here and it says that Carson Wentz did not make the top 100. So his peers did not vote on him as being one of the top 100 NFL players. That can't be. Because that's not what they tell me on the Internet. That's not what they say on the Internet. (laughs) Well, I guess the Internet lies. Everything on the Internet is not true, huh, guys? Because it looks like, guys, the votes are in. So anybody that has something to say, I'm just going to direct you to this. As voted on by his peers, they view him as a top 50 player, and Carson Wentz is not. Do not pretend just because you guys watch all these shows and debate shows that talk about how great Carson Wentz is, do not pretend this man does not fumble the ball once every 10 snaps. <laughs> and I don't know if that statistic is true, but he fumbles the ball. Every time he's put under pressure, he fumbles the ball because he tries to do too much. The thing that's holding Carson Wentz back, but that's none of my business. He can continue to do that. Um, so we're not going to pretend that Dak is so much lower than Carson or Carson has such a higher ceiling or anything of that matter because if we really want to go there – We would know that Dak Prescott was a fourth-round draft pick, so he has a higher ceiling because, obviously, he was behind. He did not go to all the, you know, the quarterback camps that Carson Wentz was able to go to in North Dakota or whatever he was at. So all that you guys keep saying about Dak is not elite. Dak is on his way. Every year he continues to get better. There has not been a year where he has, digressed he continues to become a better quarterback now the team might not always reflect that because it's a team sport one man cannot control the entire game for the entirety of the game so if you guys could just get that through your thick skulls that Dak is better than Carson Wentz everything else would be better he has a 97 passer rating and his completion percentage is 65.8 and we're going to go ahead and round that up to 66. <laughs> but, guys, you know that I usually do not even look at the statistics. But what can they say? Like, men lie, women lie, but the numbers don't lie. Dak is better statistically in every category than your boy Carson Wentz. And that's just that on that. And that's that on that. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> I mean... I am excited for Dak to prove himself this year. He's obviously got a franchise tag. We did not come to a deal. I know I said that we were going to come to a deal. I thought just like came to a deal with Zeke and Amari and Demarcus Lawrence, I felt like we were going to get a deal with Dak, but maybe it's just meant for him to make more money. I knew that um, Patrick Mahomes was going to be getting his deal, and Dak doesn't have to make more than Carson Wentz in I mean, no, he does need to make more than Carson Wentz, but less than Patrick Mahomes. So if he could get somewhere up in that area, I believe that would be respectful because he is better than Carson Wentz, but not as good as Patrick Mahomes. But he has time. He is only turning 27, and I think today said on Twitter that today was his birthday. So at 27, he has time. 
a lot of your favorite quarterbacks did not even become elite till they're about 30. Mm, and what's that on that? Your boy Tom Brady, we cannot leave without saying something about him. Tom Brady, why won't you wear your mask? I know, I mean, I know that you're down in Florida, it's hot as hell, but I saw Tom Brady, he had his mask half on, half off. But besides that, <laughs> the Bucks are out there. They've been practicing this whole offseason. I expect them to have a lot of team chemistry because everybody's going to do whatever Tom Brady says. Um, also, I did see that Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Keenan Allen were getting into it, deciding who was the elite wide receiver. I thought that was hilarious. I love the banter. Keep it up, guys. I love when men are talking shit to each other and everybody truly believes that they're the best. And that's the same shit that I do with my team and the Cowboys. So this season, I will be coming to you guys with a new episode more often. I'm just going to, I'm not even going to promise a day or anything because that never works out for me. I'm just going to do it as more stuff comes up. Um, So I know this week they'll continue COVID testing. So I'll probably talk to you guys next week when training camp actually starts. Let me know what you guys think. Why do people continue to say that Carson Wentz is better than Dak? All because his ball may look prettier. That don't mean shit. (laughs) Anyways, guys, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, Brianna Betty, B-R-I-A-N-A, Betty, B-E-T-T-E. And download the podcast. It's on Apple Music, or you could just go to the website at biggerbetterpod.com. All right, guys, I'll talk to you guys later. And you know, as always. <laughs>